If you're a health entrepreneur, coach, or practitioner that wants to turn your expertise into a high six or seven figure virtual business with less stress, so you can impact more people at a deeper level while making more money and enjoying a greater quality of life in the process, then the Healthpreneur Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Uriel Kame. I'm a former pro athlete, leading health expert, New York Times bestselling author, and the founder of Healthpreneur, where I help experts just like you create and fill high-end virtual coaching programs that create dream come true results for your clients. Now, for a free and in-depth training on how to do just that without manual prospecting, one-on-one coaching, or having to spend years building your online following, head on over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training and jump on to our seven-figure health business blueprint training today. And now, let's get to today's episode. Hey guys, what's going on? Yuri here. I've got another treat for you today. This is actually, I'm digging back into the archives today because... Um, I took a little bit of a hiatus from live interviews for a while. I'm not too sure what happened there, but I was uh, obviously on a cruise for two weeks and, you know, just whatever. I just kind of forgot to interview people. So I'm like, yeah, let me let me pull back into the archives of some of my previous podcast interviews back in the day. And when I say back in the day, I'm talking about within the last two, three years. The stuff we're going to be sharing is still very, very relevant. But today I've got, I've got my good friend, Per Bristow, who I'm bringing this interview to you. And the reason I'm doing so is because Pear is not really in the health and fitness space. But here's the thing. When my first book, The All-Day Energy Diet, came out, Pear was my number one affiliate. My number one, like the partner who sold the most number of books. And he is in the voice and singing space. So like how on earth does that happen? Well, people who want to sing and improve their voice and performance obviously need more energy. Um, but what I wanted to bring this interview to you, the reason I'm bringing this to you today is because what Pear does with his audience is very applicable to what you do in your business. And if you don't know who Pear Bristow is, check out his website, pearbristow.com. If you can spell that right the first time, I'll give you a hundred bucks, but essentially it's P-E-R-B-R-I-S-T-O-W.com. Pear is is an amazing person, originally from Sweden, now lives in LA. He is the world's most followed voice and performance coach, having helped people in 132 countries become more empowered as communicators, performers, and human beings. The funny thing is, Pear doesn't even know I'm releasing this episode again. So <laughs> I'll probably just send him a note. He'd be like, hey, buddy, hope all's well. Just so you know, we're going to be uh, resubmitting this, this podcast in a new format. So it's going to be awesome. And this, this, this is a really good episode because you'll, you'll get to the core of what it takes to be a good performer. And a good performer means how can you communicate more effectively under webinars or from stage or when you're on the phone with somebody or in, or in person with someone. And little quick story for you. Pear and I have known each other. Actually, we were in strategic coach together. And we actually knew each other from a previous mastermind. We got to hang out quite a bit. And he um, he actually attended one of, my ma- one of my masterminds probably, I'm trying to think, like four, maybe five years ago. I think it was about four years ago in Orlando. And I may have shared this story with you. I'm not too sure if I have. But in the room, we had an exercise. One of the, the things we do in our, in our HBA program, the Health Business Accelerator, is we give people a really simple way of attracting clients without having to do Facebook ads right off the bat. It's called conversational closing. And it all stemmed from this one meeting. And we had 
people in the room. We said, hey, like who got who wants to give this a shot first thing in the morning? And it was basically like a simple message out to the email list. Pair is an email list of over a million people. Okay, so just to, just to give you some context, it's probably even more now. So he said, yeah, I'll do it. Because I'm like, I'm thinking of doing an event in Toronto, but I really haven't done much around that. So we're like, okay, cool. Send this message out. We're going to see who's interested and we'll go from there. Send it out at nine in the morning. By lunchtime, you had 250 people in Toronto be like, yeah, I'm interested in attending. Let's do this. So fast forward a couple months, he sets up the event in Toronto, one of the nicest hotels in, in the city. I think he had about 250, 300 people attend. And that became the beginning of his world tour. And since then, he has done huge events in Australia, New Zealand, England, all around the world. And it all started from that small, intimate meeting several years ago back in Florida. So I'm, I'm super excited to, to introduce Per Bristow to you. He's a great human being, and I think you'll get a lot out of this episode. So let's jump right in. It's always great to connect with you. We spent a lot of time hanging out together in Toronto and LA and, and elsewhere. And we've known each other for a number of years. And I'm always amazed at what you've been able to do with your business of helping people really kind of express themselves like through singing and, and voice work and stuff. And it's pretty amazing. Can you like, for you, like, why did you start an online business? Like what was, what was the whole motivation behind that? Well, I've been working as a voice and performance coach for quite a while before I started my online business. And, uh, the voice is such an interesting instrument to me, uh, many different reasons. The physical aspect of the voice, we know that it's not fun to uh, <laughs> lose our voice. We, we can't communicate. We wouldn't be able to do what we're doing today if we didn't have a voice. So, uh, I mean, everybody needs a voice. And um, I was kind of shy and introverted when I was in my in high school. So I've always, this thing about being able to express and be able to have an impact and be able to influence the situation. It's really, really powerful stuff. And that's what we need when we run a business, when we coach, when we do videos, when we do audios, all that kind of stuff. So I really trained myself to become good at that, the communication aspect of it. And I come from Sweden. So so now that I'm in the US, I'm, I'm dealing with a different language also. But so therefore, uh, when I when I was coaching, it was really to help people with the issues that I had issues with myself. How can you actually release the voice? How can you really release not only physical restrictions, but also psychological restrictions, the fears that we have. Singers have a lot of fears, of course, when it comes to how they sound and singing those high notes and being able to sing on pitch. How can we develop that? And then uh, with speakers, really the same similar issues a lot of speakers want deeper, richer, more resonant voices. And um, when they get that, it has an enormous impact on their communication. So that's what I really, really set out to do to help people. And that was all one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. so, so the online thing was, was never, ever a thought, really, because, well, frankly, the Internet was in the beginning, right? So, mm -hmm. um, But my passion for helping people release what they're capable of that's really what set it out. So then when I started my online business was really because I realized I had a very, very powerful method. Uh, a lot of people were getting help and I needed to figure out, okay, how can I publish this? How can I publish this so people who can't see me in private can benefit from it? So it's an awesome story and there's so many people that can relate to that. So what was like, what was the first thing that you did when you came online? You had this amazing ability to help other people. And one of the things you're great at doing and you love to do is, is learning and developing skills. 
What's the first thing that you did to get your business online going? Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that word skill because that's something that singing, a lot of people think that singing is about talent, right? Either you have it or you're not. And I have always despised the word talent. Mm -hmm. I'm all about skill development and I love to develop skills. So when it comes to building a business, I had absolutely no idea how to do that. So I had to tap into my desire, my love, and my my strength of developing skills. I need to learn stuff that I have no clue how to do. So my initial thought, my thinking process was then, how can I create something so that people have the same experience that they would have if they would see me in private? And I knew I could not do that through audio. I needed to do that through video. So that was, and there were a lot of singing programs out there you know, which basically is people playing scales and audio programs. I, I didn't want that. I needed people to be able to see me, to be able to engage with them and develop a process where people uh, experience themselves. Since I can't tell them what, uh, well, I can tell them what to do, but I can't, I can't comment on how they execute something. Mm-hmm. So I have to then develop a process where they experience themselves. So they start feeling themselves and, uh, I knew I needed to do that with video. So when video was starting to get good online, that's where I jumped in. And I started to learn everything I could about, well, all kinds of aspects. Sure. So let me ask you this. If you started today in a completely new market, what would be the first thing that you start doing, knowing what you know now in your business, to build your business? If I started in a new market? Yeah. So let's say you went into a market of like, dog grooming, right? something you don't know too much about maybe. And you just, you saw an opportunity there. What would be the first thing, like knowing what you know now, what would be the first thing you do setting up that new business online? Well, one of my strengths is having a deep understanding of the other person. Mm-hmm. So the, the psychology behind the fears that we have, the restrictions that we have and our desires and all that kind of stuff. That's why I become good as a coach. How can I actually draw something out of you that you didn't know you were uh, able to do? So I would really probably have the same mindset now, or I would have, and that starts then with the other person. What is the problem? What is um, what what is what holds pe- people back in in whatever situation in life? Mm-hmm. So whether that's grooming your dog, and how can you do that in a more effective way? And I would learn then. Um, what is the, um, well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to use the word problem, but you know, what are the challenges someone has? And then I, and then I would probably be able to figure out a strategy of how to get that person to where they want to be in a more effective way. And then how can I create, create a coaching program, um, that would actually make that happen. So I would look at it from that customer's point of view. How do I actually get into the skin of that person and see what the dilemma is, and then figure out how I can help them. Awesome. And, That's good. And then, the, and then the marketing and all the sales and all that kind of stuff really becomes secondhand and actually becomes pretty easy once you really understand that. Start with the customer first. I think it's, it's great advice because a lot of people, including myself, when I first started, started with the product. So, okay, I've got this product that I want to create. Now, how do I force it onto the marketplace? Um, and that's leads to a lot of frustration. So it's great that you brought that up in in terms of like really thinking about the customer first and what they want, what their challenges are, because that's where it starts. That's great. And even even though we think we know, there's more we can know. So I was using surveys a lot in the beginning. 
before I had a product, I knew I was going to have a product, but I started building my list and I started publishing a newsletter before I had a product. Mm -hmm. And that was with the intent of getting to know the audience and also for them to get to know me, of course, so that they understand the mindset where I'm coming from and, and, uh, you know, how I think, how I coach and, um, but also using surveys then to try and understand them even better. Sure. So walk us through that. So you started building a list using a, um, just for, I guess, a free newsletter. Yeah. What did you do to build the list? So I was running ads from the day one mm -hmm. and I know we all want organic traffic and that sounds wonderful, but I really believe this, that if you have a valuable product and if you have something of value, there's no, you should run ads. Number one, when you run an ad, and in this case, it's Google AdWords. These days we have Facebooks and other um, ways to do it. Mm -hmm. First of all, you get results quickly. So even if you're just testing headlines or testing the message, you get um, results quickly. You get data quickly. So trying to build SEO and stuff like that, we think that's free. I don't think that's free at all because time is very, very valuable. Oh, it's huge. It's a huge investment for sure. Yeah. So I was running ads from the get-go, and then I got the opportunity then to test ads. I get the opportunity to test landing pages, to test what is it that I'm giving them that it has value. Is it a video? Is it a report? What is that that actually has value? And then the surveys then that I'm running. So um, I, I learned so much in this investment in the beginning, even though I don't have a product. Mm -hmm. But, of course, my intent is always to have a product. I, all, I already know that I have the product within, but I'm not launching it first. Smart. So you're, you're essentially you're willing to invest in some ads up front, almost like paying tuition to go to school, I guess. Yeah. Get market intel, learn what you need to learn, figure out what the challenges are in the marketplace, and then develop the product after all that. Yes, although, well, here's, here's what I really did. After I had my list, um, a little bit of a list, I launched a six-week um, coaching program. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of people do, and, and I'm, this actually kind of troubles me sometimes, is that they try to make it like super, super, super expensive because it's this idea of if I have really, really expensive, I come across as some hotshot. Sure. And we all, sure, we all want that. And then the promotion becomes, the authority becomes is because I'm expensive. Mm -hmm. So... I'm not so sure about that because, well, that's not what I did anyway. I don't charge too little either, of course, because we want the consumer, the customer, to also feel that they are investing. And we all know that if we give stuff for free all the time, the risk is that people don't invest in themselves and they become then complacent and they become then, they feel that they are entitled to everything that's free. Mm -hmm. So we want to, of course, everyone to, to invest just as we do as entrepreneurs, as learners, as skill developers, we invest in ourselves, right? And we, of course, want our customers to have that mindset also because that will give them the results um, but even so I created a six-week course and that was again to test I wanted to make sure that they got the absolute best value best results I was serving them trying to figure out how I could help them the best way and and again so that is not the one and all product that I create there that's just a rehearsal if you will 
Sure. But of but of course, for them, it becomes very beneficial because they get it for a for a, for cheap and uh, or I should, I should never use that word cheap, right? Less expensive. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a high, very high return on their investment. Sure. So and, so yeah. it was almost. Um, I guess kind of like a Jeff Walker seed launch where you you did the program along with them through the whole course of the six weeks? Yes. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Right. And then again, getting the data. And also for me, it was about testing the technology. How can I get videos to to actually show up in different parts of the world? Mm -hmm. And that was actually challenging back then. Now it's a different ballgame. Sure. That's awesome. So now walk us, walk us through what's working today. I mean, you've built an amazing business, huge list. You're doing really, really well. Uh, a lot of obviously your focus has been on Google AdWords. So now like what is, what does a typical funnel look like for you nowadays? Quite similar, actually. They come to a page and I have something that um, entices them. Some reason for them to, um, to share their email address. Mm -hmm. And what that reason is, as we know, can be many, many things. I try not to do, I try to really be um, authentic, ethical, as my whole business is my reputation, and I really want to give them something of value. On the other hand, I don't want to train them to feel that they're entitled to everything and or to feel that they're getting quick fixes. I really want to help them understand that in order to develop the skill that they want to develop, there is a process. I do have that process available for them that is not free but i'm giving them insights into it that i hope is going to be helpful so i try to have a balance there um as far as what i'm giving and uh, what i shouldn't be giving i don't believe in giving alcohol to an alcoholic so <laughs> right it's a, it's a good uh, good motto to have yeah so it's so so it's a tricky so it's a fine balance what do we give away yeah and i Sometimes people feel maybe that I, well, I don't know what people feel in that sense. Um, but but my customers, but once the customers do engage in the training, they all love it. And that's really what's built my business is that I have so many testimonials. And by the way, we could talk about that also if you're interested, but I've never, ever asked for a testimonial. That's awesome. Just unsolicited, we love you, pair. Well, on that note, I mean, you've done, you did your uh, the live event in Toronto almost a year ago now, and you had what two hundred some odd people show up, and then you did another one in Miami and a bunch of other places. You're going to Australia, and like you've got hundreds of people coming to see you, and I think that's just a testament to how much your audience really loves you, which is amazing. It's so much fun. It really is so much fun to connect with people. And again, I've always tried to make a personal connection. I know that they are not getting personal coaching from me, but every single email I write myself, mm -hmm. I do all the communications. And once in a while, I do teleseminars when they can call up and ask questions. It's not part of the program. It's more of a surprise thing. I try to do stuff so that they feel engaged. And that's always the challenge, of course, with the online programs, because we always know that people you know, buy and then not become engaged. So how can we make them do what they need to do to get the results they want? That's the challenge of any coach. Sure. Um, so, yeah, so I built a big list and I've, I've, um, I have a lot of customers then in 132 countries that are, that are part of the Singing Zone membership. And um, my background is as a performer. So my desire these days now is how can I actually meet people in person? 
when I've been doing this online stuff for a while. So I'm I'm so happy. I'm so excited to do these live events. Now, yeah, Toronto, we had 270 people. We did it in Miami. We're sold out now for Seattle. Then we're doing Jan- in January, we're doing uh, Las Vegas, and then we're doing Australia, and then we're doing London. I'm so excited to meet people. And obviously, as I noticed, that people were actually excited to meet, to meet too. Yeah, <laughs> so we had a we had an after party afterwards and I was in line for three hours to take photos and talk with people. But see, I love that. I love that. See, I might have been introverted in the past, but we all love that connection. And that's what they want also. And that's why people sing. That's why people speak. That's why people communicate. We need that bond. Mm-hmm. So, so that's sort of the evolution of what I'm doing is sort of my next step. And that also gives me the opportunity to, to, to talk about things that I think are so important. Uh, how do we actually develop skills that doesn't only apply to developing the voice, whatever it might be? How do we, uh, um, the mental aspect of peak performance, which is a big part of what I coach, how do we perform well under pressure, which is crucial for a performer getting up on stage. It's crucial for an athlete and some many things I draw from my sports background, but it is also crucial for building a business or being an entrepreneur because we have to be able to have that skill of being able to perform well when things aren't going right. Things are always going to go wrong and most people give up when the shit hits the fan, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, for in your mind, like, what is the number one skill that we, that really determines lasting success? Would you say that that's it, is being able to perform even when it's a rainy day as opposed to sunshine all the time? I think the most powerful trait, if you will, mm-hmm. is the awareness of fear. I think this thing about fear, we cover it up in so many words. I don't want to do that. I'm uncomfortable or we get angry, we get violent, all these kind of things that we do to ourselves. And often we don't start a business in the first place out of fear or we stop it, we change the course. Everything is happening or all resistance, all restrictions that we have in our lives is due to fear. Mm-hmm. And when we become aware of that, it's not about overcoming fear, it's about using it to our benefit. And that's actually how we become high-level performers, because we use the fears. We recognize the fears that we all have, and that's how we become great performers, whether it's in sports, on stage, or in business. Uh, As business owners, we know that testing is crucial. We know that we're going to fail. We know that it's going to go wrong. And that is the awesome learning experience. And most people, I think, honestly, are not trained to take that as good information. We've all heard that we learn from our mistakes, but the truth is that most people don't. Most people um, associate fear with all the failures and mistakes and then just avoid it Mm -hmm. and try to do something else instead. Yeah, it's great. Well, I remember you you had a good amount of time speaking about that in Toronto at, at your events, and it was uh, definitely resonated with myself and pretty much everybody in the audience. So that was that was awesome. Yeah. So this is Per. This has been terrific. I know we can talk about this stuff all day. What is the best place for our listeners to stay in touch with what you're up to and and maybe follow some of your work online? So thesingingzone.com is the main site for my the singing program Mm -hmm. and there is that free video that i offer and uh, articles and some case study well some some video interviews with people Um, so you can see a little bit what i do there and if you just want to see what i do as far as the marketing aspect you can just opt in and see what i do i also have sing with well speakwithfreedom.com is my speaking program and then i have pairbristow.com which is 
my blog that I just recently revamped where I'm going to publish more stuff that's not necessarily about senior speaking, but also the mindset, the mental aspects of, of uh, achievement and, and uh, the peak performance aspects. And I have some really interesting interviews there also. Awesome. And we'll be sure to have all the links to those uh, websites uh, on the show's notes on the blog at smartermarketerproject.com. So be sure to check that out. Terrific. Any uh, last, uh, in the last 30 seconds, any final words of wisdom? Well, and I think that every time I meet these high-level entrepreneurs such as yourself, other people who accomplish amazing things in the world, they always have a love for learning. And I think that is so important. If we have that, that's when we're going to be able to learn from every challenge, every roadblock that we hit. And that's really what makes life enjoyable. That's what makes it exciting to wake up Monday morning and explore what we're capable of. And that's what I love to do. That's what I decided I was going to do. I was going to design a life where I love to wake up Monday morning to explore what's possible. That's, that's awesome. Thank goodness. What, what is it? Thank uh, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Monday, right? <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. You've got a great mindset and, uh, and that's obviously the foundation for a lot of your success. So I hope you enjoyed that interview and uh, got some great nuggets out of that, even though that, that interview is from literally like, I think two years ago. Uh, still lots of value because these things are timeless. Like these messages, these insights, they are timeless. And I'm going to be bringing to you actually over the next couple of weeks, some of the best interviews from previous years. We've got some great stuff coming with Phil Caravaggio, who is the co-founder of Precision Nutrition. We've got Emily Rosen, who's another good friend, who is the co-founder of the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. That's just a few. I've got many, many more amazing guests that I'm pulling out of the archives and I'm going to be bringing your way in the coming weeks. So if you have not yet subscribed to the Healthpreneur podcast, be sure you do so today. You don't want to miss a thing. And for now, Continue to get out there, be great, do great, and I'll see you in the next episode.